0: You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 133 of the College Loop Podcast. And a very happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there who are watching and listening as you get ready and possibly driving to your whatever family member you're going to to watch you know the lions play and then of course the cowboys and then the egg bowl because i don't think anybody cares about that third nfl game uh but i'm here joining mr harrison tar tar how you doing buddy
1: hey i'm good man happy thanksgiving to all the college Loop listeners If this is your first time on the loop welcome and happy thanksgiving if you are a long-term listener happy thanksgiving we're thankful for you guys so hopefully hopefully everybody's enjoying a good day of family and friends uh, spending time together eating more than you should ever eat at one time. It's completely okay. We all do it. You should too. Enjoy the post-lunch nap. People don't talk about that one enough. Yeah, um, food, used to
0: be, food coma, if you will. That's right.
1: It used to be you could nap during the Lions games because you knew the Lions were going to lose, but now you kind of got to watch. They might win. Um, so uh, yeah, lots of lots lots of fun happening at Thanksgiving. Uh, Dylan, glad that we could put out some content on Thanksgiving Day as it all oh, well, will forever align with our scheduling bar a change in our scheduling so
0: i do believe um, thanksgiving is always on a thursday Always,
1: i've heard the rumor that it's always on a thursday it, my favorite thing is when people say what what day is thanksgiving this year meaning what date and my response is always on thursday
0: the, <laughs> lot, the last one of the month that one yeah. uh, but of season, course, actually. the third one isn't third the one. lot is it never it depends, on,
1: it depends on when it falls uh, ah, yeah. technically, yeah,
0: it just depends. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah, I guess if it to the thirtieth is on a Thursday as well. Yeah. Uh, but before before we, to to before we get to some depressing, before we get into some depressing talks of uh, on this episode, so everybody know like, comment, subscribe, and while you're commenting, uh, leave your favorite. What, what's your favorite food to eat on Thanksgiving? What do you eat more than everybody else? And what do you think? Oh, for? What do you think before as well? And over under, uh, three and a half plates. For yourself. Uh, how many are you going back for seconds, thirds, fourths, fifths? I if they the were, line
1: for me was two and a half, you could hammer the over three and a half. We're looking at a push. I'm looking at a push.
0: Looking at a uh a, at a a coin toss, really. Yeah, that's right. Uh but of course the Thanksgiving dinner with your family is always fun, especially if your family splits 50-50 or however much it is, Alabama fans. To auburn fans you know the auburn fans who typically get accepted into their school and the alabama fans who typically do not uh and of course they are going to be talking very loudly this year as they do every other year and i've already seen it on twitter enough uh, i am sick and tired of that fan base i've been sick and tired of them for 20-ish years now i have been one to I, I there's a story when i was three years old i got into a two-year-old's face and told him he was wearing the wrong shirt and his his <laughs> I screamed at him, War Eagle. You're in the wrong shirt. Uh, the kid could not talk yet. That's then, good. Well,
1: you know, you start him young, um, <laughs> and uh, it is it is Alabama Hate Week, and everyone has acted accordingly on the on the Bird app. I assume that everyone that's listening to the College Loop has also acted accordingly. We're going to talk right now, Dylan, about a couple of guys, as we do every single week. Because listen, this is it's. I make this comp to college basketball, and you guys are probably going to hate this because you're going to think Iron Ball's bigger deal with it. Is I agree, but. You know how everybody dresses up to play Kentucky and they think it's some big special occasion? Yeah, well, it's business as usual right here at the college loop for the Iron Bowl because you're not special. You're just next. Um, you might be the next loss, but you're next. Um, so, as we always do every week, we're going to talk about our two players, one, side, uh, one on each side of the ball, for who needs to step up the most, who has the most approved, yada, 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 X, Y, Z, whatever your logic may be there, Dylan, against Alabama in the biggest game of the year. All we're coming at 6-5, Alabama 10-1, and one, and... Um, these teams are in quite different directions. But this game's at Jordan-Hare Stadium. The last time this game's ever going to be on CBS, I'm manifesting that. Um, yeah, thank God. Looking at night game Iron balls going forward, folks, on ESPN. Thank we- you, through. Lord. Thank God. Uh, but, Dylan, who needs to step up? We'll start on the offensive side of the ball. Who needs to have a big game? If Auburn's going to stay in and give themselves a chance to pull off what is uh, – folks, after losing to New Mexico State, this Auburn has the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever um, and, and, and just turn around and beat Alabama. It'd be very, very funny. How does Auburn get that done, starting the offensive ball, Dylan?
0: You, you know what's worse than losing New Mexico State, losing to the team who lost to New Mexico State. And looking at the, looking at this season thus far, I you're not going to get my prediction yet. You're going to get it on the Friday show, uh, just so you know. I I have lost the the bug glasses. I don't know where exactly they are. They ran away. Uh, I'll listen to them talk to me. I, it'd be like a metal detector trying to find the bug. The bug just detector. The
1: basketball game. They'll start talking.
0: Yeah, they'll start – they'll find me. Uh, But, of course, looking at the season as a whole, Auburn is undefeated in games where they have a a, a 100-yard rusher, whether that be a quarterback or a running back. But last game against Mexico State, the best rusher on the team was Peyton Thorne. The best player on the team was Peyton Thorne. And going into this game, the run game is going to be very important because Auburn needs to control the clock as much as possible playing against Alabama. And I'm looking right at that backfield. I am looking straight at number 27 himself, Jarquez Hunter, who is going to have to have a big game if Auburn wants any sliver of a chance to win or even cover the spread. If you want to scare Alabama, you need to come out swinging, punch them in the mouth, and nothing, no other player can do that more than Jarquez Hunter playing at full strength and full confidence.
1: Agree completely. It starts with the running game, and I'm with you doing it. If you would have said Jarquez Hunter, I probably would have gone there, but I'm going to go with my second option, the fallback layup. Peyton Thorne legacy game. Uh, look, he's been playing good football, whether you like it or not, folks, over the, over the past few weeks, and he was not the reason, in my opinion, not entirely to blame uh, for the New Mexico State loss. I mean, sure, you sh- that shouldn't have happened. We're not going down that avenue. That's yesterday. That's history. But Peyton Thorne, if you step up and you have a legacy game, against Alabama, everyone that's been talking all year about, oh, I don't know if Peyton Thorne's right behind, whatever, yada, 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 Robbie Ashford, this, that, that, and the other, go to the portal, that, that, this, that, and the other. We're talking it. They'll all shut up. If you go out and you beat Alabama and you play the game of your life. If you've been saving the game of your life for one game this year, you pick the right one. Because if you go out there and you play the lights out and give your team a chance to win, you're firmly in the conversation to play quarterback next year at Auburn. If you go out there and you do win and you play lights out, you are the presumptive front-runner. And more importantly, above both of those things, about where, where, you, where you stand next year, you're going to be heralded and, and remembered at, at Auburn. Uh, that, that is how you you create a legacy. There have been some crummy Auburn teams that have come back and, and upset uh, Alabama and, and really put a put a stain on, on, on Alabama's season. And you know what? At some point, if that's all you can do, you still want to beat that team across the state. Let's look at that 2019 team with Bo Nix. I'm not saying they were bad. I'm not saying that was a bad team. That team was... Best team we've seen, I guess, in the past. We've, better than anything we've seen since.
0: Since 2019, that's been the best team we've seen.
1: Correct. Yeah, the best team we've seen since, uh, since that point. But that was Bo Nix's Auburn moment, was playing his ass off and playing lights out against Alabama after being doubted. As this true freshman looked like he was making a lot of mistakes, and he was uh, in, in his first year. Came out, battled adversity, and took down Alabama. That is where it begins, is that the most important session on the field the quarterback Peyton Thorn? you got to step up and play big time because these guys aren't joking around. And you're going to feel for the first time, I know Michigan State's got this, you know, great football environment. I use air quotes, whatever. This is going to be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. LSUs can't prep you for it. Hosting Georgia at home can't prep you for it. Nowhere that you've played in your career is going to match what you're going to feel like on Saturday. How do you perform on, on the biggest stage of your, to this point, football career? That's that's where it starts and ends for me, Dylan. So let's go to the defensive side of the ball and let you, let you pull out who you need to step up uh, big time, Dylan.
0: Uh, I am going to go with the same guy I've been picking the last three weeks. If you're looking at who has been the best player defensively since he's been healthy, it's been Jalen McCloud. Who was not a factor against Mexico State? I, I don't know if it was because he was hurt or just the whole team just was out of it. When it comes to Alabama's offense, you were looking at one player and one player alone. His name is Jalen Murrow, who's playing the best brand of football. He's played all dad gum year. He can throw the ball deep. He's been accurate as he, he's he been as accurate as any other quarterback in this league has been. And he is, again, fast as crap. And if you were wanting to slow down Alabama offense, you were going to have to shut him down. And force him to throw the ball. And if you can do that, you're gonna get if you can get pressure on him. This off offensive off line is not that good. It's not that good. All Auburn's gotta do is get pressure on him. A M was able to get pressure on him, but if you get pressure on him, you gotta be ready right for over the top. So I mean if I was to give like honorable mentions to people, the secondary, you're gonna have to look out for them. But I'm gonna know you're probably gonna go secondary for this. And I An honorable mention I do have though. And I already know they're gonna show up and show out. They show up and uh, show out every home game. It's gonna be a packed house. The fans. Are going to be a big uh, part of Auburn getting in Bama's head early. And that's what you're going to do. I, get, I say it all the time if Auburn wants a sliver of a chance to win this game, offense, defense, and the fans are to need to be ready to come out and punch Alabama right in the mouth. It's exactly what you got to do to win this game.
1: From a fan perspective, there, before I get my, my defensive player, it's going to kind of parallel you here in a second, Dylan. This, this this fan base will show up, and they will be loud. Make Alabama not realize that they're playing a six-win team. Make them feel like they're playing an undefeated team that's battling them for the SEC West Championship. That's what this game feels like every single year. I know that hate is a strong word, and that's why I'm going to use it. Damon, you hate them, and they hate you. Make their life miserable for 60, maybe 60-plus 60 minutes of football. And Auburn fans will do that. I have the utmost confidence. I mean, I, I, I'm taking someone to their first Iron Bowl this weekend. Dylan, I'm taking Billy to his first Iron Bowl. And I, I, I tried to put into words to him how much different Iron Bowl day feels from any other game day. From the minute you first step on campus in the morning, or if you're a diehard Auburn fan, from the minute you wake up. But from the minute you step on campus for the first time, it feels different. The energy is insane. The wins and losses don't matter. And as soon as you walk into Jordan-Hare Stadium, that is evident because everybody believes that they can do the, what may feel like the impossible. There's some there's some validity and there's some traction in that cliche of Jordan-Hare Stadium is where good Alabama teams go to die because it is the best. And I'll, I'll make a quote graphic for this. Dylan. Jordan-Hare Stadium is the best home field advantage in the country. It, it, it is. And it, it, people don't talk about it enough because you want to talk about the big house, Ohio State, whatever. Great, great environments. Fantastic football play, venues. Jordan-Hare Stadium is definitely loud. Every quarterback ever that's played there said it's if not the one of the toughest places to play, make it that way on Saturday. Someone else that can make it really, really tough on Jalen Milrow, specifically on Saturday, Eugene Asante. Let's, let's take a look. And I, I know i said his name a lot. Dude's made a lot of money this year. Go make a bag on Saturday. Just go put down, like, I, I'm asking for a couple legacy games, but damn it, you're going to need them to, to, to beat this Alabama team. Go put Jalen Milrow on his butt and make him think about it. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about hard-hitting tackles. I'm not asking for targeting because we'd like you for all 60 minutes. But what I'm asking for is make him think twice before he rolls out and decides to pull that ball down. As soon as he's having that to fight a little bit of an internal battle about whether or not he can even get back to the line of scrimmage or pick up a couple, that's when you are in good shape and you're putting the ball, in, uh, the, the game in the hands of your secondary. That's where you want to be. So that's our predictions for who needs to step up. I mean, the given here, Dylan, let's go ahead and address it. This is the biggest game of Hugh Freeze's career. Career. Oh, yeah. Career. I love the Egg Bowl. I love watching the Egg Bowl. Pales in comparison to this one. It it, it does. And after what happened last week, you pull off a win on Saturday, it all goes away. Winning's the ultimate cure-all. So, we'll see if Auburn football can get the job done in the Iron Bowl on Saturday. We'll give our score predictions on the Friday show. I'm not sure if that's going to be with Will Miller yet or not. I know he said. that couple things pop up. He actually told me that they've got a pretty cool, uh, some pretty cool stuff they're working on over uh, over in Tuscaloosa. I know sometimes we have to give credit where credit's due. We, we hate Alabama, but any student journalist, we still want to give a platform and give them an opportunity to be successful because at the end of the day, if they're nice to us, we'll be nice to them. There's a line. There's a line. So <laughs> we'll have to talk about that off air. Actually, Dylan, they've got some really cool stuff cooking. Let's move over. And actually, before we do so, uh, I want to remind everybody make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell if you're listening right here on the college League YouTube channel. Give us your comments, like Dylan said. What are you thankful for? Who are you thankful for? What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Score predictions for Iron Bowl. We're ready for those. Let's see how hard you guys are booging. If you guys are barning with us, um, I don't know that I'm barning, but in a hypothetical scenario, if I were, would you be barning with me? also um give us uh give us recommendations which you guys want to hear about on the friday show so we can make sure we can address those this we should be recording that after the show comes out so we can actually take that into consideration any questions we'll be happy to answer there if you also want to continue to support the show outside of obviously like subscribing, ring the bell right on the youtube channel and giving giving us a thumbs up five star or whatever streaming platform you may use you can go to the call excuse me the war pick her up Pick up your very own. See if I can not jump over the rest of these words. War of War 4 College Loop Podcast co Brain and Feelin' Loopy t-shirt. Comes in five different colorways. One of the most comfortable shirts you'll ever own. Only $25. And you can pick up that at war4.com If you don't feel like typing the link in the search bar, that's completely fine. We can find it in any of the descriptions for any of our shows. It'll tab you straight to it. Pick up one. Holiday season's rolling around. Use hashtag Feeling Loopy. Whenever you pick up your shirt, you use us. Send us a selfie, whether that be on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook whatever platform works for you, email it to the college loop And we will throw it up on the next stream. We appreciate you guys' continual support. We are tremendously thankful for y'all. And I hope you know that. Let's talk Auburn basketball, Dylan, right here on the college loop podcast, coming fresh off of a 84 54 route of the Alabama AM and m They're the Bulldogs as well, right?
0: Yeah. They're the Bulldogs,
1: Alabama AM Bulldogs on Tuesday night. So, Yes, last night was Tuesday. I can't even remember what day it is anymore. <laughs> just time's flying by. Let's uh, let let's let's talk about this for a second here, Dylan. First off, uh, Alabama A and is just as bad, if not worse, as we thought they were. Um, so Auburn took care of business on on the box uh, on the, in the box score. Second half not as impressive as as a lot of people would have wanted. Um, and I mean I'm I mean, I'm in that camp. And and the free throws were pretty atrocious, uh, specifically uh, in the first half. Team shooting seventy two two composite, but. Those, that score, stat line looks way better than it is. Um, this team is struggling from the strike. And that's my real big grievance. But, Dylan, when you look, take a look at the box score, when you when you go back and watch the film, what stood out to you? We talked about – I'm going to put the ball in the team and I want to let you kind of expand on this. We talked about this on, on the Tuesday show, about an opportunity to let different guys play with each other and let yeah. other guys kind of figure out the chemistry. Where did you see improvement?
0: Cheney Johnson. I saw a lot of improvement out Cheney Johnson. Led the team in scoring. Uh, finally seemed to finally find that – I just said finally, I think four times in a sentence – cheney johnson was able to go out there and find a rhythm uh he was dunking the ball we got we got to see bunnies from cheney johnson which we've been waiting to see for five games now came out 15 points got four rebounds mm-hmm. got two steals got a block and i mean katie johnson threw uh threw a beautiful pass to cheney on a on uh I, I was about to say an alley but it wasn't really an alley it was kind of just a wide open pass he got thrown to uh but it really shows the depth of this team, seeing them come out in a very odd-looking starting five, with Aiden Holloway, Trey Donaldson, Dylan Cardwell, Jay Will, and Semo. Semo also Semo also got zero points in twenty-three minutes, which I know. That's sad. Something to keep uh,
1: down. But we mentioned playing different guys in different
0: spots. Yeah, he only shot one. He only shot the ball once. Uh, maybe I'm trying to use him as a different, as, as as a just see where he fits in on this on this team a little bit better. And see if he can, can, can play more of a defensive exactly uh sometimes you just don't need people to shoot uh dylan cardwell came out and put up six points nine rebounds for, for cardwell. most
1: impressive stat line zero fouls
0: zero fouls from dylan cardwell which is just so beautiful to see uh but overall i mean this game was the the, the i mean the walk-ons got in at the end of this game uh so you're kind of only using a little bit and for the free throws i mean I can understand people getting upset, but I mean, Katie Johnson only missed one. Leo Berman missed two. CBM missed one. Chaney missed one. Janai missed two. Aiden Holloway missed two. And then Jay will miss one. But then all that all adds up to missing 10 as a team.
1: Yeah, I, and you see, I, I get it. It, look, it looks better on paper. Uh, I think that the I'm going to justify some concern here. When you're, when you're whooping up on opponents like this, and you have the opportunity to use this as, we can now look back and say glorified scrimmage and and, and use it in that capacity. That is the time where you're allowed to say, guys, we gotta get better from the stripe. If especially if you're gonna work that into your game plan to force your way to the stripe and draw and ones, you gotta pull, pull those three point plays. I know that it's it's unbelievably unrealistic for me to ask this team to shoot 80 plus from 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 the stripe. Uh, it's just I mean, especially when you have big shooting free throws, that just does not have, that's not how that works out. But consistent, specifically from your guards and your and your and your threes, I want those free throws to fall a significant. The, my guards and threes, I want to shoot 80 plus. From the strike, I don't think that's unrealistic, Dylan. Um, and that's that's what I'm asking for. Like, in Holloway missing two two free throws is kind of like you want to pull your hair out. Like you're too good for this kid. Like you're you're way really too so good <laughs> to be to be going can free throws off the back iron. And that's I guess that's where you nitpick between that and just looking flat. There was a seven eight minute run in the second half where Auburn didn't score a basket, did not score a field goal. Unacceptable, absolutely unacceptable. And I know that you this is coming off of a thirty point win. And you guys are gonna think I'm, a, I'm dramatic here, right now is the time that you, when you're playing these lower-level opponents that you've got to be able to look back and say, hey, guys, we sucked right here. There is always room for improvement. And I'll tell you what, Dylan, I've been watching the Maui Gym Invitational a lot. There's a reason Auburn's not in the top 10, top 15 right now. I'm not saying they're not a good ball club and they can't be there. That's not what I'm getting at, folks. But there are some damn good basketball teams in the NCAA this year. Last year was kind of parody, right? We had a lot of parody in college basketball. I'm a little bit afraid this year may be a little top-heavy because we've got some really good teams in Purdue and Marquette and Kansas got blown out yesterday, but they still look good doing it somehow. I mean, like, you, you, you keep going through that list. UCLA's on ranks, and they look great. Uh, there are – Tennessee – hell, Tennessee should be sitting there playing for a championship if their guard wouldn't have fouled when they shouldn't have at the end of the game. This is a very competitive league, and it's going to be a very competitive field this year come to March. I think more so than maybe in recent years since Bruce Pearl's maybe run the Final Four, which was just unbelievable. But – this team's got to get better, and they got to get better quick. They'll get a test against Indiana. They'll get a good test against USC. Talented, talented USC team. Get better before then. That. That's where I'm kind of. I know I'm, I'm nitpicking Dylan, and I know that that's probably not what people want to hear. But scoreless streaks that long are unacceptable, and you got to get better from beyond the arc. Also, keep cleaning up on boards. Every single game should be emphasized on defensive uh, playing solid defensive rebound. I, that's that's kind of where I'm nitpicking. I love this offense. I got no. I got no beef
0: No. Well, about the fact of looking at it, SEMO got four uh, defensive rebounds. J. Will got five. Dylan Carwell got four. Uh, Chaney got four. Uh, Janai got three. They all rebounded
1: Alabama A&M, forty-eight twenty-seven.
0: Yeah. But
1: now you know you can do it. Do it every game. You know. What, you know what I'm saying? Like I exactly. Just, you, got, you got the bodies.
0: I mean, defensive rebounds, they out-rebound them
1: 35-21. Auburn is playing too good of basketball right now to give their opponents multiple chances on the offensive side of the floor. Yes. Just clean up on the defensive glass. I'm not going to nitpick that part on the offensive side of the glass, on the glass, but the defensive side of the glass, you've got to lock in and win those battles or at least make them even because your offense can boat race people. Yeah, we're saying this about Auburn basketball, folks. This offense can boat race people again, but you got to make sure you're not killing yourself in terms of not grabbing defensive rebounds. I mean, how good is this team off the fast break, though? They're awesome. They are awesome off the fast break. Give yourself those opportunities. That's all I have.
0: I will say, I I didn't appreciate the people complaining on Twitter, though, like overtly complaining about this team for whatever reason against, you know, because they were like, oh, well, this team didn't really mesh well because this is the games where Bruce Pearl mixes up the lineups. Usually, he he does this every year. You're going to see games where you're just getting very weird lineups going in just to see what works. Which is good. Was, yeah, and I don't see people complaining about it.
1: And I'll be honest, when a team's this good, if he, if he runs your normal rotations in this game, excuse me, sorry, hiccup. If you run those normal rotations, you can run up score, no problem, and then you have kind of a little bit of a hard time, more than likely, finding things to complain about. Bruce needs to be able to lay into these guys after a 30-point win. Like, that, there is a tremendous amount of value being five games in your season, four games in your season, and still saying Co- Bruce is coaching his ass off still and is never happy with where he's at right now. You should not be happy with where you're at until March.
0: Well, I mean, if, if you look at it, uh, A&M, Alabama A&M tripled their score in the second half. So. Yes. F- finding reasons and ways for Bruce Pearl fi- to talk to this team about how to get better. All right, you did this in the second half. Do this next time. No matter who you're playing, that strategy still stands no matter what team you're playing. Absolutely. And the goal is to always get better no matter what game you were playing. If you're I don't care if you're playing I mean a high school there's, team.
1: There's exactly one game ever that I don't care if you got better as long as you win and that is the national championship. Exactly. That is, I don't care. <laughs> After that I can be I can look and be like, "You know what? That was not their best game, but they won and I really don't care." Like that's 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 where I would draw the line.
0: I'm buying a replica win- ring, and y'all played bad, and we won. I, I don't care. Yeah, uh, I do bad. care
1: if you win, if you play a game like that and win in the final four. I that, I still care. Like.
0: <laughs> but I, overall, it's it's a good win. Uh, n- never ne- never never downplay a no. win again. in basketball, in football, you can kind of do it a win not always a win in football, but a win's always a win in basketball That's because right you never, you never know when a team's going to get hot Basket- basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, even every, almost every sport, except for, I, I want to say football. You're going to get very streaky teams that are going to hurt you. No matter what they did. Second half came along and i got hot a little bit and, Shut down Auburn's offense, unless Auburn shut down their own offense, and then they came out and tripled their score. Auburn still, yeah. And I mean, I guess uh, any other sport I could possibly think of is well, swimming and diving.
1: In my opinion, too, basketball is the ultimate equalizer. Like, seems, yeah. like there are clearly better teams. Um, and I mean, there's there's a damn good team, in Marquette, right now. I'm telling you, right now, they're my number one team. If I were to give out my rankings right now, they'd be our my number one team far away. We'll find out. They play pretty this evening, so we'll find out where they're at. But.
0: And there are, there's a reason with it. There's a reason why March Madness the 16 seeds.
1: Bingo. And basketball is such a game of if you're off, you are off. It is tough to out-talent teams if you're off. You can out-talent them and just be kind of okay that day, but you're gonna be fighting an uphill battle if you don't have any, if you don't have anybody knocking down shots and we're playing good defense. So that being said, I want to remind everybody, Auburn basketball, I think they're awesome this year. I, I really do. I think this team is 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 going to be awesome. So I'm not I'm not pressing the panic button. But also, like, you can ask for more, and it'd be okay. <laughs> you can ask for Chris more, and it can be
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> and women's basketball, on the other hand, a lot of stuff to fix before they, they play yeah. next. Yeah, That's pretty uh, much all we really have for, for that. that
1: a lot of <laughs> lot of for Auburn women's basketball. And I do think they will be okay. This team's a lot of newcomers, Dylan. But um, on the two-game skid, uh, against the UCF team, I think you should be. Um And I don't know, man. Uh, there's just a lot of things you got to figure out there uh, in terms of lineups, rotations, and um, a lot of things to get right for the SEC right uh, SEC play. That being said, let's talk. All, let's let's talk Thanksgiving. Auburn Thanksgiving, War damn Thanksgiving. <laughs> Dylan, you've got you put together some pretty fun stuff, um, and we we actually before we get into War damn Thanksgiving, we are going to con- continue with Auburn basketball and give our all-time starting five plus a six-man. For both men's and women's basketball, Dylan, I'm just going to let you read your men's. I'll read my men's, and you, I'll, we'll, we'll do the same thing with women's.
0: Word. All right. Do we want to go position by position, or do you want me to read my whole team out?
1: You can just read your whole, whole team out. Like, we'll, we'll just read your whole team, and then I'll read mine.
0: All right. So starting at point guard for my all-time Auburn basketball team, I have Sharif Cooper. Yep. Shooting guard, I have Bryce Brown. Okay. I can do this like the uh, – call it the play, like the P.I. Starting at small forward, number 10, Jabari Smith. Okay. Starting at power forward, number 34, Charles Barkley. Coming at the five, coming from Fairburn, Georgia, transferring in from UNC, Walker Kessler.
1: Here's your six-man.
0: Six-man. Playing at – what number is he? Crap. Isaac Akoro. I can't remember his number. Is my sixth man. And, of course, we did. I did coach. Uh, Layup, go. I'll, I'll go spoil
1: my coach, Bruce Pearl.
0: Bruce, Bruce Pearl.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, actually, our five's not different. I went a little smaller than you. And then we used all the same players. So, that's super neat. Um, I, I started Reef at the one. I've got Bryce at the two. Isaac at the three. Um, Jabari at the four. I'm going to have him play, like, a stretch three and kind of big four role. And then I had Chuck playing five. I've got a smaller rotation, but I really like the points there. And I like the defensive uh, abilities that Isaac and, and Chuck bring to the floor. Um, I just need Reef to put up a bunch of points. Um, so that's which, what I'm
0: going for. That, Which is going to happen.
1: Yeah. And my sixth man is Walker Kessler for when Charles Barkley inevitably runs out of gas. Um, and I'm going to put in Walker because Walker's also a good pick and roll. Uh, from the top of the key, uh, much better, I think, than Charles ever was. That's no slight at him. I just think he's better kind of at
0: it. Yeah, that's why I put Isaac in it because I, I feel like if you're you defensively, my team works out best because you have Chuck and and Walker in the paint together. And then if you need the score, move Bari back to the four, take Barkley out, put Isaac in at the three.
1: Yeah, so we basically have the same rotation here. Um, except for, if um, you were if
0: you were to one more deeper, who would you go? Is it Chuma? Cause that might uh, be Chuma.
1: I think mine would also be Chuma. I don't know. Simeon Bowers would be up there.
0: Yeah, you're right. I, um, I love me, I, to me. I had to, I had to
1: sit there and debate that one. Mine, in case you couldn't tell about my lineup and yours, pretty much too true three and D rotations. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, so that'll be fun. I'll start women's basketball and then I'll we'll move over to yours. We'll see how close ours, are, uh, ours are. My team is pretty small. Uh, I've got Dwana Bonner, Ruthie Bolton, Vicky Orr, Becky Johnson, Unique Thompson, and sixth man, honestly, Scott Grayson coming off the bench um, for real shooting threat um, beyond the arc. My head coach is obviously Joe Chan.
0: Yeah, same. So, starting at the guard, number, or I, I should have pulled all their numbers. I, I hate that I didn't do this, but honestly, Scott Grayson. Coming at the two, Caroline Jones. I like that one. Coming at the three, Dawana Bonner. Yeah, a 593
1: is crazy.
0: <laughs> Coming in at the four, Unique Thompson at the five, Vicky or Like that. Sixth man, Becky Jackson. I like, I like that. Your head coach for my all-time starting women's basketball team, Joe Champy.
1: Yeah, as if that wasn't a layup.
0: Yeah, I have I have my five over your five.
1: <laughs> I think it's a good game. It's going to be wildly different play styles.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> completely different.
1: Okay. Let's let's have did you,
0: you already have, have a unique in yours? Did I miss I did I have
1: unique playing the four and I'm Becky okay. Jackson the five.
0: Okay, I got you.
1: Yeah. Um let's roll into War Thanksgiving. Let's do it. For those of you guys listening here at the College Loop, I want you guys to comment along with all this. Um, and and give all-time.
0: your all-time teams as well.
1: Yeah, give us your all-time teams as well for sure. But as we as we go through this, I want it we want to hear your answers because I think these are gonna be so fun. If you don't uh if you're listening on a streaming platform, not on YouTube, totally fine, tweet at us. If you want, we can start a thread. That's not a problem.
0: Yeah, uh, this will be will be a graphic.
1: Definitely. Yeah, this, this is going to be a fun thread. All right, Dylan, let's hear them. All
0: right, so we have three different questions to ask everybody and ourselves. Starting off with which coach currently on campus is going to, would be the best chef for a Thanksgiving meal? I got
1: Butch, man. Butch Thompson. I, I feel like He's been cooking in, in, in uh in terms of building this this baseball program. And I, I think he continues to cook on Thanksgiving Day. I think that he's gonna have some kind of recipe. He also strikes me as a kind of guy, and this is you can't assume anything's up without making an ass out of you and me, but also like I'm assuming. I think he's a big like into like smoking food. You know what I mean? Like, like a smoked turkey. Like, turn turn me up. I'm here. I'm listening. Butch, I'm 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 ready for the Thanksgiving invite, man. So I, I got Bush Thompson doing it.
0: I, I was trying to think of different coaches. Uh possession coaches. Jake Thornton almost came to my mind a little bit because he was O line coach. O line, I gotta be able to eat. You gotta eat. Uh but head coaches, I went with Brent Crouch, A uh, hard nosed guy that you know and you put him in the kitchen, he's gonna cook up something nice. Right. He's, he's been cooking on the court
1: too.
0: I, I honestly if I was to put a bet on which Auburn coach can make the best brisket, I would probably say Brent Crouch. Mm. I cannot lie. Mm. So I'm I'm going to give it to the guy with the goatee. I like that. I, like I, I that. trust I trust the goatee. That's right. Uh our second Thanksgiving themed question of the morning, afternoon, evening, whichever one you are watching this <laughs> on is which athletes, all-time athletes, would you love to have at your Thanksgiving meal? One men and one women's. Okay. Um
1: my women's answer is going to be a little controversial here, folks. I don't know if y'all are all going to counter. I will. Um, I think Brie Ellis and I invite the rest of the Ellis family. Uh, they are funny, really fun people. Um, shout out to the Ellis family, friends of the program, family of the program. Help. Um, I think they would be a ton of fun. Um, I'm gonna let you give your women's. I'm really re- I'm reconsidering my men's right now. So give me give me a second. Give me a second. Uh,
0: my women's. It's kind of hard. You know, it's it's an American holiday. It is the American holiday. Right, and what better way to celebrate an American holiday than bringing an all-American athlete mm. who has won multiple medals? For That's the right. Country. I'm going with Sunisha Lee That's as great. my as my guest. You know, high energy. Uh, she's a lot of fun to be around. A high, uh, great personality. you so would be a lot of fun, especially if you brought the medals. Cause it'd be kind of hard to argue. That's right, like hey. <laughs>
1: Anytime that an argument breaks out, she just pulls out her Olympic gold medal and then just whatever she says is automatically
0: valid. Exactly. I like that.
1: I like that. Uh, I'm actually going to change my answer from what I said pre-show um, for men's athlete. I'm going to go with kind of, a, kind of an obscure one. Not super obscure. I think Will Hastings would be a ton of fun. Uh, I think he'd be super cool to hang out with. Um, at like, I mean – I I had a couple of times interacting with Will Hastings when I was 17 and asked him what are Saturdays for and he said they're for the boys. Who else would they be for? I think that's when he solidified himself as one of my favorite Auburn athletes of all time. Uh, I think Will Hastings would be a blast. And dude, think about it. Pick a football team, you got your slot receiver.
0: Oh, well, yeah, dude. White Lightning got his nickname for a reason. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm going Will Hastings. If If you know me, if you know my who I put as my favorite player of all time, my favorite athlete of all time, favorite athlete in general of all time, I, I think I would choose a lot of this player over pretty much. I'd vote this man for president if he ran. I can't lie. I don't care what his standards are. Uh, mine's Cam Newton. No one no one in this world would I rather have show up by Thanksgiving than Cam, than Cameron Jarrell Newton.
1: But he's got to bring you a wardrobe change too. Like he's gotta, like, oh, dude. gotta hook you up with some dress.
0: Dude, I know people hate on him a lot for his for his dress. It, dude, if he if he showed up with like my size and everything, I, I'd i throw it on. The hat. The giant to. the giant hat, dude. I'm throwing dude, that on.
1: The best part about Cam Newton is he's unapologetically Cam Newton. That's I, it's awesome.
0: Which is the best part about him. Yeah, exactly. Like, the best personality I've ever seen from any album player ever. I, I literally high-fived him at the Chattanooga game in twenty ten and I vowed. Right there and then, I was never going to wash my hand ever again. Sadly, did. it didn't make it that far afterwards. Really but I, I really, I really did not. I was going to preserve. I was going to cut my hand off and preserve it. And then later on in life, I was going to make a clone of Cam Newton and mm-hmm. you know bring him back to Auburn with you know four years of eligibility this time. I like that. <laughs> it, it was a whole whole scheme I had in mind, but sadly, I washed my hand. I don't. I don't hate that scheme. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure everyone else would agree with that. <laughs> the top Auburn scientists are currently looking at my hand as we speak under a microscope, trying to find any sliver of That's Cam right. Newton DNA that was left over by the, by the high five. Right. Uh, but yeah, Cam, Cam Newton, I mean, the personality, just every, everything about Cam makes him just the best guy. I'd invite him to any party I ever have. So if we ever do this kind of question again, are, I, are I have gonna to
1: send him, like when you get married, you're going to send him an invitation to your wedding. <laughs> No, like that's the thing people do is they send like celebrities that they want at their wedding inv- invites.
0: I will be doing that. Yeah, uh, that's I'm that's actually going to see. I'm actually going to see if Cam can officiate it. That's what I'm going to go for.
1: I think he's ordained. I think he's like officiated a <laughs> wedding before. Like, I don't quote me, but I, it'd be really funny if he was already ordained. It was like, yeah, I already, I, I'm already qualified.
0: If I, I'm sure, I, I'm sure he would be completely down. Yeah, to ordain my wedding. Uh, I would wear his jersey underneath my uh, underneath my tucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would ask him to bring the Heisman trophy so I can take pictures with it. More so than my wife.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? Let's make sure we we make sure that Lauren listens to specifically the 36-minute block of this show. Is, you know, love
0: it. Head of the table, me, Cam, Lauren. <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right. That's right.
0: But yeah, Cam, Cam for sure, <laughs> getting an invite to my Thanksgiving. And lastly, probably the most sentimental question of them all what is one thing that auburn fans should be thankful for this thanksgiving
1: you want to go first you want me to go first
0: i'll let you go first
1: okay i am going to get a little sentimental here um auburn fans should be thankful to be part of something very very special um when lose on the field off the field whatever it looks like um being part of the auburn family changed my life it, 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 it altered my life in the best way, the way it possibly could. have made me a better man. made me a better person. Um, it introduced me to a ton of a ton of people that are lifelong friends and that I now consider family. Um, being part of this, you know, a lot of people call it a fan base. We call it a family for a reason. Is is something special that not a lot of people get. That's why a lot of people think offers kind of culty. We a little bit are, and that's okay. Um, a lot of people don't understand it because they're not a part of it. Um, but those the people that I brought around it um, that are not. Conventional members of the Auburn family that are now members of the Auburn family—they get it um, because you—you you guys are such a special group, and I am. That's why I love doing the show so much, Dylan, because we get to interact with the most special people um, in the world. So, all sporting you know X's and O's uh, put aside, you're—you're you're part of something really, really cool that nobody else in the world is, and you should take a lot of pride in that. Thing. I know I got sentimental,
0: but I, I mean Yeah, mine went completely the other direction. Uh, recruiting. Well, <laughs> be very thankful for recruiting. Uh, Auburn football for next year is currently ranked in the top 20 at 17 with a five star in that class and potentially another one, uh, another five star wide receiver. 2025 class is currently top five. And of course, basketball is bringing into Todd Pettiford and Jakai Howard next year. Baseball had a top, oh, had, what, the fourth best class coming in? Uh, so MLB draft. Uh, experts stay away from our recruiting class.
1: There's nothing going on. If you're signed to Auburn, they're not very good. We promise. Take our word for it. So if you personal. take
0: if you take any of our players, it will be I will find you.
1: They ain't hard to find.
0: <laughs> well you mean? I think they are right? because the viewership is going down. They're very hard to find. Right. But college baseball going up, so play for Auburn instead. Uh but yeah, recruiting all around uh Auburn. I, this athletic facility has brought in some of the best recruiters in, in the country and all Albert fans should be very thankful to have coaches like Hugh Freeze and Bruce Pearl and coach Jay and Butch and Mickey and Brent Crouch. And I just forgot her name earlier, the equestrian coach. I don't know why I just forgot her name. As I looked, I looked it up as soon as we started recording and I did not do my due justice of remembering it. Jessica Braswell as well swimming and diving every single coach on this in this auburn athletic facility can recruit <laughs> and we should be very thankful of that as auburn slowly becomes back into the sphere that is in everything school and i should be very thankful of that uh not very sentimental just be uh i'm sorry we went different directions there <laughs> i think we're both right i i'm more right just kidding uh yeah we're both very very much right uh i am just very thankful Robert can recruit but that uh i'll make sure to be in the comments during this uh hopefully favorite thanksgiving
1: food don't tell
0: me favorite thanksgiving food Ooh, it
1: depends Mine's dressing by a landslide
0: i do love some good old dressing i know i think I'm, i messed up on the last it was it live on the last episode when i said i messed I can't remember, up but it's okay We got yeah matters. i do i do love some i do love some good old-fashioned dressing if it's made right right uh I am I am very in favor of a good old, a good old roll. Yes. And let's see. I do want me some ham. Mac and cheese. Man, I'm just reading out my entire plate. About uh, say, just, we're just finding out what Dylan's
1: plate looks like. <laughs> uh
0: my <laughs> first plate, plate. My first plate is and my second, my third plate. Uh yeah, I probably I'm probably gonna have to go with I would probably go dressing. Dressing. Dressing is very good.
1: Dressing, the official Thanksgiving food of the College Loop podcast.
0: <laughs> dressing and a lot of ham on the side.
1: That's right. Drop in the comments if you're listening on YouTube, tweet at us on Twitter uh, what your favorite Thanksgiving food is, what you're thankful for as an Auburn fan, all of the above. If we've talked about it today, we want to hear your takes. That's what today's show was designed for. We wanted you guys to have fun, something fun to enjoy, and, and didn't want to nag too much on anybody uh, in terms of their things to complain about. But honestly, at the end of the day, this is Thanksgiving. Spend time with family and friends. Be appreciative. Be thankful uh, that you get to spend that time with your loved ones. I am Harrison Tarih by start of the Bird app. If you want to come hang out with me, you'd love to have that. I'm at my Hair on Instagram as well. If you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do so. Um, and we certainly, certainly appreciate it. Number one, if you listen on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell, uh, drop a comment so you can stay up to date with everything going on right here at the College of the Podcast. Number two, if you want to head over to thewarreport.com, you can find it in the link to our description. You can go pick up your very own College Loop Podcast, Warreport Podcast Network, co-branded and Loopy t-shirt. Comes in five different colorways, most comfortable shirt you will ever own in your entire life. Like I said, holidays are right around the corner. Pick one up for your loved ones, Black Friday. If you want to get, knock that out, you put that on your shopping list for Black, Black Friday. We certainly appreciate it. If you purchase a college loop or, or cover ended uh, feeling loopy t shirt, make sure you go on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or email us a selfie of yourself wearing the feeling loopy shirt. Use hashtag Feelin' loopy, that's feeling without a G on whatever social media platform makes you feel the most happy. And we will make sure to throw it up on the next stream. Thank you guys for your continual support. We love and appreciate every single one of you guys. Be safe, be well, enjoy your Thanksgiving with friends and family. And let us know the final score of your family football game after Thanksgiving. I know that we, all got one. we all got one. So I'm, <laughs> I'm getting ready to pick my little cousin for the fifth straight year. I'm excited. He's going well.
0: Sadly, I don't have one of those. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've had the same, like, itiner- itinerary. Every year of Thanksgiving, I get to my family's house, sit on the couch, watch the last thirty minutes to an hour of the Thanksgiving Day parade, watch the first thirty minutes of the dog show, watch the first half of the Lions game, uh, go throw football with my dad uh, during halftime, come back into it for the second half, eat during the second half, watch the start of the Dallas Cowboys game, leave, get home in time for the egg bowl, and then sleep.
1: There you go.
0: But but this time around, it's going to be. Watch the Egg Bowl, not go to sleep, record the Iron Bowl preview, <laughs> then fall asleep at like one in the morning. We're going to have a good time.
1: And we do it all for you guys here at The Loop. So Dylan, let's get out of here.
0: Of course. I'm Dylan Lark at bullet Tank on Twitter slash X, whatever you type in, it redirects. I'm also Dylan Lark on Instagram at Dylan Lark at D-Y-L-E-N-L-A-R-C-K. And of course, you have to try home college loop, which you like, comment, subscribe right here on the YouTube. Also have us on Twitter, X, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, the works—all at the College Loop. And of course, if you want to listen to us instead, I completely understand it. Uh, it's kind of hard to watch the video and drive on Thanksgiving, so check out the audio version where it's going to be on Spotify, podcast, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. You also get to avoid watching Tars' face as well. Thought I wasn't going to get dig on you during Thanksgiving. Hands are still ready to eat for everyone, no matter what. No matter what day it is. <laughs> But, of course, all that being said, happy Thanksgiving. Leave your predictions for the Iron Bowl and enjoy the time with your family, even if they happen to be Alabama fans. They deserve to have at least one day where we don't have to deal with them. But then again, mess with them. Who cares? Uh, But with all that being said, this has been the College Loop Thanksgiving Day podcast.
1: Love you guys.